Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. And you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. Is there a burning desire within to share your creativity with the rest of the world? Do you insist on pursuing your passion by any means necessary? Then you are on an Excelsior journey and you are not alone. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys and Happy New Year. We have finally done it. 2021 is here. And if you are a listener of Excelsior Journeys, first of all, thank you so much for being a part of this show. This show means so much to me and it means the world to me to be able to get all of these stories out there for all of these amazing creative people. So thank you so much for downloading, for subscribing, for sharing, for liking, for commenting. I've noticed my commenting has gone up quite a bit in the past couple of months, and that is thanks to all of you. I really, really appreciate all of your feedback, for all of your support. It really means so much to me. Um, If you haven't subscribed yet, uh, please do. You can find the show at he's got it.com slash Excelsior Journeys. Uh, you'll see that there are, as of now, about 13 different platforms that the show is on. And if you are an iPhone user, please subscribe to Apple Podcasts. That makes a huge, huge difference. And if you are an Android user, you have a lot of other choices to go with, including Amazon and iHeartRadio and Pandora. Yes, the show is on Pandora. That just, that absolutely floors me. I never would have thought that we would be, we would be there, but here we are. And this season you'll notice there will be a bit of a switch up with the formatting. Um, Normally, I would basically be introducing the show and introducing my guest at the same time. From now on, I'll be introducing the show first, and then we'll go to a brief commercial, and then we'll come back and we'll be able to go ahead with introducing our guest and go on with the interview. So uh, thank you all for sticking around, and I really, really appreciate it. Um, This is going to be a really great uh, 2021. I can already feel it. There is so much going on. There are so many people that I am so anxious to speak with for this show. Uh, And there are a lot of different themes that are going to be applied and everything to various months as we go, um, including basically just playing catch up with a lot of guests that have given have reached out to me to be to be on the show so it's a matter of making sure that they are accommodated make sure that they are all set and also to reach out to all the different guests that I've wanted to reach out to in the past so there's a lot in store for Excelsior Journeys so thank you so much for coming along for the ride um this is there will also be something happening at the end of each episode This will allow for more audience participation because I am going to be throwing out a monthly question and collecting answers from all of you. So this month's question is, what is your creative New Year's resolution? I've already gotten some responses, but there's still room for more. So please go ahead and use your audio recorder on your your phone and go ahead and record about 30 seconds of who you are 
where you're from, and what your creative New Year's resolution is. Uh, you can send that audio file to george at he'sgotit.com, and I'll be able to take it, edit it, and get it ready for the next episode th that's in line. So that is your question for January. What is your creative New Year's resolution? There's a whole lot more in store. I'm going to take a, a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with our guest for this month, Kimberly Spencer, the founder of Crown Yourself. It's a great interview. I'm so looking forward to you hearing it. We'll be right back. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. If you've never been an Audible customer and want to see what they offer, just go to www.audibletrial.com slash Excelsior Journeys and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs, download a title for free, and start listening. It's that easy. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. And with this free 30-day trial, you'll have your pick of it all. You can hear books of all genres, narrated by Jim Dale, Stephen Fry, Will Patton, Alex Hyde-White, Jeff Brick, Neil Shaw, William Demerit, and even a few by me, George Soroy. So go to www.audibletrial.com slash Excelsior Journeys and start your own 30-day journey with Audible today. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys. This is George Soroy and Happy New Year. This is the first Tuesday in 2021. I know so many of you are thrilled that 2020 is behind us and... Here we are in 2021 and it is January and everyone is all about New Year's resolutions. Everyone is always doing the same thing. They always make their resolution in all different things, all about improving themselves. And that is why I am so thrilled that 2021 is getting started here on Excelsior Journeys with my guest this week. A couple of years ago, I happened to come upon an interview that uh, that Je that uh, author Jennifer Irwin, you all remember her from a few weeks ago. She was on my show. She did such a great job as all of my guests have done. And she had with her a high performance coach named Kimberly Spencer. The two of them were talking. And I was really taken by everything that Kim was talking about. I looked her up. I wanted to know more about her. And I was immediately taken with her program called Crown Yourself. And what is amazing about this program is not just what it does, but how many people it has touched. So far in the six years sh since she started it, four years since she started doing it professionally, she has touched more than 800,000 lives. And not only has she done that through her program, but she's also done it through her podcast, The Princess and the Bee. We're going to be talking all about all of this and more. And it is my privilege to introduce to you as the first guest of 2021 here on Excelsior Journeys, Kimberly Spencer. Kim, how are you? I'm doing so great, George. How are you? I am doing, I am doing great. I am so excited for this year. I'm so excited for the opportunities that this show has started and I'm thrilled to see where it goes and I couldn't think of a better person to start off 2021 with. 
Same here. I'm super excited because 2020 was was a doozy of a year of growth. <laughs> like that growth was, is definitely a good word for it. Yes, <laughs> I, I use the word growth because so often, uh, like every, I know a lot of people have referred to it as like a really stressful year, and I'm like, yes, and yeah. stress is required for growth. Mm-hmm. Like you can't you can't strengthen a muscle without stress. It like it has to be stressed. So when you get stressed, like this is actually like it's been the greatest year for growth. I mean, and it also was a year to highlight so many areas where we either needed to grow into or grow away from. And it's yeah, I've seen so many powerful transitions over this past year of people getting divorces from marriages that were no longer aligned and working and and struggling that had been struggling for 20 years and suddenly 2020 hit and they're like, yeah, you know what? (laughs) This is it. And then other people on the other hand, like getting together and finding Mm -hmm. their purpose. And like some of my clients, like one of my greatest uh, prides and joy is the fact that all of my clients were able to successfully pivot their businesses in COVID and even like even event planners, they were Mm -hmm. all able to successfully pivot and make more money and hire people in a recession. Like that is the power of entrepreneurship and leadership right there. Like that they were able to hire people. They created jobs in a time where people are getting laid off and fired and they were able to create jobs. That is the beauty of one of the main things that I love about being an entrepreneur. It's just, it's it's one of my favorite things is, is providing opportunity for others. Absolutely. And it 2020 really became like the 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 uh, the centerpiece of what is it that you want to do? What is it that you're made of? And this was really just kind of the ultimate test to figure that out. And there are so many different things that people learned about themselves through 2020. I learned that apparently I like having facial hair. So, so that was a that was a nice touch. That was a very nice touch for for 2020. Um, nice. And, and your wife likes it too. She's she's my, approving of the scruff. She goes back and forth on it. She you know sometimes sometimes she likes it. Sometimes she says it makes me look old. But at the same time, I kind of I'm 44 now. You know, like I'm not I, I'm not going to adjust for men any of this. So I need to just kind of embrace who I am and move forward with that you know just kind of take those elements and see about improving myself turns out that she also does a great job cutting hair so um i i am i am a man of simple needs when it comes to when it comes to grooming so you can basically just take a clipper you know take the clip the electric clippers to my head and um you're more than likely going to get it right so that thankfully she does a great job of that so uh so that's that's a that's a great thing um, nice. Yeah, you know, everyone learns you know, like a lot of things about themselves. I learned how much how much I love doing this show. This show has meant the world to me because um, I had started it in in October of 2018, and then got about about a year's worth of material out of it, and then stepped away because we were getting all acclimated into the new house and taking care of all these different things and then COVID happened. And so um, there was a lot of different, a lot of different things that were taking my focus away then. But then in May, that's when I decided I was going to jump back in doing the show. 
and it was kind of like a divine intervention kind of thing because it was it took the passing of two people that I respect very much um, and worked with on a website that I that I wrote for for quite a few years that prompted an idea that I had to not to start off the next season of the show by having a whole bunch of different off uh, different writers from that from that site coming on and all of us doing like a roundtable kind of thing. And it was so much fun and I was so excited to do it that that really kind of ignited the passion again. And now here I am, it's the beginning of 2021 and I have the founder of Crown Yourself here on my show. So instead of dialing in more and more and more about me, we need to know, our listeners need to know what exactly is Crown Yourself? So Crown Yourself, we support visionary leaders in building their empire, standing out authentically, and really serving from a place of soul-led leadership. And what that means is it's from a place of purpose and mission. I truly believe that it is one of my greatest missions. It is to have more good-hearted, mission-minded, purpose-driven, soul-led leaders Mm -hmm. making more money. because that is the current currency of our world. Mm -hmm. And when we do, that is how we can really transform some of these old systems that we found are not working. Mm -hmm. And that is how we can innovate. And, And when we can innovate from a place of love and service and leadership, like that, that is how I see crown yourself is, is it's not, it's not this egocentric, like, look at me, I'm the queen um, sort of egoic thing. It's, it's Mm -hmm. how can you use yourself to then be of service and be an example to others? And that's, that's the metaphor that I love about the queen is that a queen also, if you think of like queen Elizabeth or any, any queen Mm -hmm. they're from the moment that they're born, they're not doubting their purpose. They're not doubting their mission. They know that they are born to be queen and they Mm -hmm. are groomed from birth to be able to rise into that potential. They're not ready yet when they first start out. Of course not. They're like babies, but Mm -hmm. they have to be trained and groomed and grown into the person who can, who can lead a country. Well, yeah. how is that different with any, than, than any of us living our lives? Well, what happens is, is for, for most um, average humans, for most humans, we have these big dreams as children. We want to be astronauts and writers and the president and princesses and, and all of the things. And then somewhere along the line, around like seven to 10 years old, people start saying, oh, that's not realistic. Mm. Oh, that's oh, that's crazy. Oh, you know, that's, that's cute for when you're a kid, but you know, you make sure you go to college and follow these, these exact steps of how life is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I think the great thing about COVID it, is it was a reset for humanity to really assess like these, the systems of how we have been grown up and that we have put our faith in, in many ways to believe that, oh, if I do this, this, and this, these things that I'm quote unquote told that I'm supposed to do, or that I should do to be successful. Mm -hmm. If I do these things, then that, then I'm going to be successful. Mm -hmm. And what that is, is that's just a, that's just a conditioned belief. That's a belief of causality. It's a belief of if this, then that. Yeah. 
And we've seen that that's not ultimately true, that people who graduate college don't necessarily succeed in in their field. Like Google is now taking kids without college degrees who have like real life work experience. And -hmm. that's not to say that college isn't valuable. Um, There are some people that learn very, very well in that collegiate classroom environment. I'm not one of them. Um, I, I didn't go to college and yet I've coached three people with PhDs and NASA rocket scientists um, and, and have been offered to teach at, at entrepreneurship at university. So really? like, yeah. And that's wow. coming up in, in 2021, which I'm very excited about. So you're um, doing it. So you took the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it, yeah, I'm doing some guest lecturing for some universities. Fabulous. Yeah, yeah, to, to to bring entrepreneurship to the kids because I think they I think they just need it, like and I think entrepreneurship yeah. like when you think of a kid because I mean you and I both have have kids around the same age, like they're so creative. Yeah. Currently, my son o- mm-hmm. says he owns like nine businesses. <laughs> Each playground he goes to here in the Gold Coast of Australia has like mm-hmm. these restaurants, these like little restaurant food like places. And those are, he's like, Oh, I have to go to my business. And, and I'm like, and then, and he has a food truck. He has an ice cream truck that's downstairs. Um, and he always likes to play order. And so he'll order and then he'll like, we'll pay him for the ice cream. And then he'll give me the money because he really knows where the money comes from. And mm-hmm. <laughs> so he'll give the money back to me. So he's paying the loan back. <laughs> oh, that's and, great. And it's, it's just like, he's, it's this natural thing. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, like we would play clubs and we would play, uh, we would paint rocks and we would sell those things. And we would um, put together these, these events for people and for our neighborhood. And, and while things are obviously different now with COVID, it's like entrepreneurship though. And that creative thinking, that innovative thinking that comes with with starting a business, with creating anything, whether it's, you know, creating a business mm-hmm. or creating a book or creating screenplays, I've done all of them. Um, like it all is that creativity to be able to live from that space of creation and innovation and trusting in your gut and what your gut is saying rather than in what should or is supposed to be the way that, that, someone else says that you should or are supposed to go. And that's not necessarily mm-hmm. true. That may not necessarily be true for you. Right. So it sounds like you've you've had that sort of entrepreneurial spirit in you since you were a kid. Um, but when it comes to doing what you do right now, being a the high performance coach that you are, what to you was that lightning bolt moment? What was it that made you decide that that was going to be the direction you were going to go? That was the life you were going to live. It's like what Thoreau said, you know, like all want not some something to do, but something to be. And that's what, you know, basically that's what you are. You know, like you are a high performance coach and you have taken that to incredible levels already. And so and we're just what? getting started. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> just like 2021 is just getting started. Just, yep. you know, that's exactly what Crown Yourself is doing. So what was it for you that made you want to go in this direction? Um, three weeks before I was bought, I, I was a president of an e-commerce company for two years. And three weeks before I got married to my husband, I, I was bought out of that company. And... I was on my honeymoon wondering like, what the F am I going to do now? 
And because mm-hmm. I'd put in two years of hard work and dedication. And I, I mean, we'd gotten the, our product up on the the big screens of Times Square. And I got to pitch it to the first round of Shark Tank auditions. And we were oh, in wow. the search for angel, cap, uh, angel investors and venture capital. And three months before I got married, my business partner tells me he wants to buy me out. We go through three months of negotiations. And that was the first time I'd ever dealt with lawyers. And they don't always send you the nicest emails. And and (laughs) so going through that, I was then left on my honeymoon, like really with this void of like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like I thought that my business was going to be another if then. Like I thought that we would make the product, we would grow the business, we would probably sell the business because it wasn't my 100% passion thing. It wasn't. And I found that with all of my pursuits, like even when I was a screenwriter, when I got my first feature film Mm -hmm. produced and distributed and like lines get picked it up and it got on Netflix and I was like, oh, this is so exciting. And I was at the premiere. I still was only 90% fulfilled when I started my, I had a Mm. business before this where I was a Pilates instructor and I had my own private Pilates studio for about eight years. And I loved teaching Pilates. Pilates was another one of those, like I listened to my curiosity and I just allowed myself to follow it and trusted that I would be supported Mm -hmm. in it. And I was, um, and, and that experience though, still like after about four or five years of teaching it, I was like, I'm still not a hundred percent fulfilled. And so I was on my honeymoon wondering like, what am I going to do? Like I had so many passions. I had, I was passionate about writing and health and fitness and relationships. And, and I'd overcome my body image issues. I'd overcome being in abusive relationships and, and in like really poor, making really poor choices in, in, um, partners, um, to now Mm -hmm. marrying my forever husband, who is just a freaking rock star and the king to my queen. Um, and Mm -hmm. he is amazing and he cooks, which is great because I don't, (laughs) (laughs) um, and, and to be able to then like, and I loved business and I've always loved entrepreneurship and I've always loved writing and producing in Hollywood. And, and I was like, well, how do I combine all this into one thing? And, and I remember I was after way too many espressos. I leaped Mm -hmm. off the couch at our Airbnb and I just shouted out, crown yourself. And my husband goes, great. What's that? And I was like, I don't know, Mm-mm. but that's the name of my business. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I didn't know how, like, I knew what I kind of wanted it to be. And I had some clarity, but mm-hmm. to be honest, I was very, very scared. Um, and it was the first time in my life that I'd ever dealt with really crippling doubt because mm. prior to that, I'd always made very big audacious asks when I wanted, when I was approached with the opportunity to, uh, produce this little film called bro. Um, I asked the director, like, do you have a screenplay? And he said, no. And I said, great. How about, I would love to take a stab at it. And so I, I took a stab at it and that became the first feature film that I co-wrote with, with my director, um, that got produced and picked up when I wanted to become a Pilates instructor. I had that gut hit. I suddenly said, I've been looking for a, a job to support me in my career in entertainment. I wanted something that allowed me to have the free time to be able to work on my own hours and mm-hmm. to be able to serve. I didn't want to just be serving like Jamba juice. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but, um, right. I did work at a smoothie place for like a month and picking that ice bored the crap out of me. <laughs> So, mm-hmm. so it just, it just didn't feel purposeful whatsoever. Um, and so I, I'm, 
I'm not that type of worker. I always need my work to be associated with some sort of purpose and service. And so I found Pilates and I was like, within a few months, I was like, I have to teach this. And that was not only for myself because I was in the process of healing from a 10 year battle with bulimia and finding, finding love for my body again. And Mm -hmm. I found it through this modality called Pilates where suddenly I was feeling Mm -hmm. confident and I was feeling strong and I was feeling sexy in my skin. And I was like, whoa, this is, who is this person? And I was like, I have right. to teach this. I have to help other people feel this good. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it, like if it, I, I was like, cause if it could make me feel good, who was like in the down in the dumps about her body, like if it could make me feel good, it definitely could serve others. Yeah. And so I just f- followed that calling to teach it. And then same with the e-commerce company, I followed that calling to jump in and, and become the president of it. And I mean, I was initially offered a, a, a different position and I said, if I'm going to come in on this, I want to be a partner. And so mm-hmm. I would, I'd always made these really audacious asks growing up and, and was very accustomed to making these big, bold leaps. But mm. after three months of getting my integrity called into question, my capabilities called into question, you get that enough from enough people and from people that you trusted and from mm-hmm. people that you really cared for, it, it really can cut at your soul. And for me, I, I allowed yeah. that that to to really cloud my ability to make big bold decisions in the first year and a half in my business, and mm. so I made big bold decisions like I paid a, a nice chunk of change for, to get my my domain name and to get a fancy website up, but I hadn't like nothing that was producing any income, nothing that was that I was selling. I, I doubted that anyone would take it seriously, that anybody would understand it, that anybody would. Um, like take me seriously with all the sparkle and the crowns and the twirling around like a princess. Like, and that was always what I wanted to do. Like that was like, right. to be honest, like I've wanted to be a princess since I was like three. So, <laughs> so I just decided to build it into my business, but I was scared mm-hmm. also at the same time. Now I embrace it. But yeah. back then, back in like 20, late 2014, early 2015 and, and throughout 2015, I was, I was dabbling. And so I had what I tell my clients is a Titanic of a business where it looked really good on the outside. Like there were photo shoots and there was a pretty website and there was a nice blog and there was, you know, some social content that was going out there, but I wasn't being congruent as a leader with the values that I was preaching in my business. I wasn't really claiming my power. I was, I was living in fear. I wasn't really escaping, freeing myself from the dungeon of doubt. I was, I was trapped in it. And Mm. it took getting pregnant with my son, Declan to be like, Whoa, okay. This, this, this has got to get real here real fast. Yeah. Cause I knew like, I'd had the title of CEO before or president and I'd owned my own business and I'd had all these, these accolades and achievements. But the one thing that really, really mattered to me was the title of mom. Mm. Like I knew that if I, I, I had made this commitment to myself years ago, like when I was 18 years old, I'd always wanted to be a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was 18 years old and I was in the throes of my eating disorder, I was doing some deep shadow work with some of the, the stuff that I, I grew up uh, dealing with growing up with an addict and um, some of this, the stuff I experienced in that environment. And I was doing a lot of healing and Mm -hmm. I knew that I was in a place back then that I said, I made a promise to myself. I remember where I was, I was 18 years old. I was in my, in my apartment in studio city in California. And 
<laughs> I was alone and the walls were blue and it was late one night. And I said, I will never bring a child into this world until I figure my stuff out. Like this world does not need another messed up kid whose parents have projected their issues onto them. Like I know I need to mm. figure my stuff out in order to serve and, and be the mother that I, I want to be. And so fast forward 10 years later, like it's not like mm -hmm. Declan was entirely a surprise, but it was like, oh, I remembered that commitment that I had made to myself. And I knew that that was the moment that I had to step up and I really had to step up. Mm -hmm. And so immediately yeah. within a, two weeks, I was driving across country to get certified in NLP and timeline therapy and hypnosis to really work on my own mindset, but also to have a process to serve others with. Because I knew mm -hmm. I'd reprogrammed my mindset from bulimia with no psychological or medical intervention to the point that like wow. the idea of uh, like, I hate the the concept of being in recovery because that, that gives the connotation to me that you could always slip back. And there is no way like there, like I, a caterpillar, a butterfly cannot turn back into a caterpillar. Yeah. And so true transformation, when you have turned into a different species, Mm -hmm. when you have turned into a different identity, yeah. like there's no going back. And so for me, that's how mm -hmm. I was with, with bulimia and my, with my body. And I knew that I could do the same for my finances and my business. I just had to figure out my subconscious success strategy, which is now what I help my yeah. clients to do because we're in, especially because we're in the age of like right now and new years and everybody's got their new year's resolutions. And most people try to willpower and muscle their way through their new year's resolutions. Mm -hmm. And the average American resolution lasts for a whopping seven days, which yep. is sad. So, yeah. and that's because we're trying to muscle it and willpower our way through versus really working on the deeper subconscious stuff that we have going on. Cause your subconscious mind runs 95 to 97% of what you do. And so I knew that I needed to shift that for me back in 2016 so that I could own and operate and thrive in a business that I loved, that I wanted to succeed. And that I also wanted to show for my son that when I tell him that anything is possible, it's because I'm doing it, not because it's just words coming out of my mouth. Right. Like that is what I believe our kids see. They listen to like you and I both know as parents of, of toddlers, like they listen to what we're doing, not always to what we're saying. And so oh, if we're yeah. <laughs> doing the things that, that we're saying, you know, it's possible. Let me show you what's possible. And so, so like now when, when mommy goes into the back room to go work, like Declan and, and Spike, my husband, like they, they cheer and they're like, yay, mama. And I'm like, mama's going to go help people. And we're like, yay, mama. And so we cheer each other on. And like when, when Spike goes into, to coach a client or to, goes into a voiceover, we go, daddy's going to work, we go, yay, daddy's going to entertain and bring laughter to millions. Cause that's my husband's purpose right. is to entertain and educate and bring laughter to millions. So mm -hmm. we cheer on each other's purposes and show the work that is that is required. Like there is work required that to go into doing the work, but it doesn't have to be super hard. Sometimes you just gotta have to get out of your own way. And that's yeah. the most courageous, those are the most courageous first steps that you can take is choosing to find the resources, the tools, the strategies, the ways to get out of your own way. And for me, that was driving across country to get certified in these, these three modalities of subconscious mind work. 
Um, and once I did, I was able to repair my relationship with my parents. I was able, which mm -hmm. I didn't think was going to happen. Um, I was able to, uh, get my first client. I quit my job. Like I was able to close my Pilates studio a, a year later and, and fully grow crown yourself. Like I, things moved fast. Once you yeah. lean into those, making those faith-based choices of those things that sometimes I know, like it's one of the, the lines that one of my clients told me, she's like, I know it's going to sound crazy, but this is what I feel like doing. And every time I've heard that said more often than not, it leads to quantum leaps in progress. And it comes, it comes from leaning into faith instead mm -hmm. of leaning into fear because yeah. our conditioning, our programming, even sometimes the people around us is going to say, that's crazy. Like you're, you're foolish or reckless. Like, believe me, I had so many people say that to me after we made our decision to stay in Australia back in March. Um, when we chose to stay here in the midst of a pandemic. Um, and this, I had the same amount of people come say the same thing to me when I said, I am going to um, have my child naturally. And people said, like, I had, I made that decision. And as soon as you make a decision, like, I found that as soon as I make a really hard and fast 100% decision, that's mm -hmm. when the naysayers come out. And if I can't be yeah. swayed, if like I emotionally am not being swayed, I know that I'm a hundred percent in alignment with making a faith-based decision. Yeah. It's, it's really amazing how, how easy it is to make commitments to other people and how difficult it is to make the commitment to yourself. And so what you're, what you're teaching is to make that step and commit to yourself and say like, this is, this is what I'm going to do with myself. This is the best course of action for me. And so what you're doing is, is really remarkable in, in, in that sense. Uh, you're basically like kind of allowing, you know, basically kind of like giving people permission to believe in themselves. It's, yeah. it's kind of like, kind of how it, how it feels. Um, well, I know I've let myself, I know I let myself down, you know, like countless times, you know, but, uh, but things, things like this, you know, like I made the commitment to get back to doing this show after taking a hiatus. And now I feel like it's, it's one of the best decisions I've ever made because it's opened up so much in terms of listeners and in terms of guests, like here I am right now with, a, you know, the founder of a company that has touched over 800,000 people. And that wouldn't have happened if I didn't start this show in the first place. It's, it's, it's the beauty of listening to that, that gut and, and kind of defying the limits that you've adopted or plagiarized or allowed to, to condition you or, or lock you in. Like so often I see with like any sort of self-limiting belief, it's mostly just like three walls. Like if you just turned around enough, like you'll find that there's been an exit all along mm -hmm. <laughs> to that, yeah. to that self-limiting belief. Mm -hmm. And it comes from exiting the shoulds and the supposed tos of the things that you think you have to do in order to do something. Like I yeah. always check with, um, with myself. I check with, uh, like I pray on it like with making a decision. And if I, if I feel in my gut and I, and I can tell you this, like I feel it in my body and your body 
holds a record of everything. Like your brain may forget, but your body mm-hmm. does remember. Yeah. And your your brain does that to to protect you because dear Lord, if we remembered everything that we um, we have experienced in our life, we would we would have we would go crazy. So yeah, you're be paralyzed. Yeah. yeah, we'd be paralyzed. Your subconscious mind it it represses memories and experiences that you may not be emotionally ready to process yet. And it does that for because it loves you. It does that for your protection. Yeah. Um, but your body knows. And I found that when you can find the space in your body where certainty lies, where, where like where certainty lives, not lies as in tells you lies, but where certainty lives in your body, where it resides, mm-hmm. yeah, where faith is, like there is a space in your body. Some people feel it in their heart. Some people feel it in their solar plexus. Some people feel it in their, in their sacral area um, or in their, in their like womb area. But you, when you find that space for you, for where certainty lives, mm-hmm. check in with that because that is where you can make the greatest decisions that are for you. For yeah. me, it's always been in my gut. Like my gut, just when I, when I have that, when I receive the information that I'm like, that's what I need to go with. That's what I need to lean into. Mm-hmm. And it, it comes in crystal clear. And I know that when something scares me, if I get news or something that gives me fear in any way, um, I, I know that if once it moves through my body and like once I basically digest that information, whatever it is um, that may give me fear, um, mm-hmm. once I digest it and it gets to that place of my solar plexus, oh, there's no stopping me. Like mm-hmm. we'll figure out a way. Everything will be fine. We'll figure <laughs> out a way and move yeah. forward. Um, and I truly believe that, that the universe supports you a hundred percent, whether that's the universe, you can call it God, you can call it source, whatever it is that you call that supportive, connective, eternal, infinite love that that is i believe within all of us like whatever that yeah. is for you yeah. like i believe that that is when you can feel that when you can make decisions from that space that is making decisions from a place of faith instead of from a place of fear like yeah. knowing where feel cuz your brain cannot tell the difference between fear and excitement so <laughs> so cuz it, it's like it's firing off all those like same similar signals of like, Hey, fight, fight or flight. Is this, are we, are we celebrating? Are we running? Are we like, here's the adrenaline? Like here's, here's all those, those lovely hormonal spikes. Like it's sending off all those signals. So if you can discern excitement and then find the certainty in your body that you're making a good decision, Mm -hmm. you're making a decision that's in alignment for you. That, that is, that is gold, baby. That, that is like, amazing that is that is you knowing in your heart and in your soul that you know that you are making the best decision for you and also ultimately it ripples like right. the quantum leap decisions that that you and I make and every single person makes like it ripples profoundly i mean just take a look at your podcast like now you're you're connecting with some some more people and some amazing guests that you're having i'm not just shooting my own horn um, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> 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 but you're 
you're you're able to have those conversations and and do something that you love and that is that is just igniting your soul and then it's able to touch other lives like all of your listeners mm -hmm. and it yeah. ripples forth like those quantum leaps that we choose to make that that at first seem scary they inspire people and people like 2020 definitely left people with a need for inspiration of what is possible. And, and I have a, a phrase on the bottom of my computer that mm -hmm. I've had for over a year now that says, I am a warrior for possibility. Mm. And I believe that everything is possible. We are just sometimes not exposing ourselves to what can be possible for us. Right. So for example, I had one, I had one client, she wanted to get a dog and she's like, but I want to travel and I want to have freedom and I want to have a clean house and I want to have all of huh. this stuff. And she wanted all, she wanted all this, the, these stuff as well as like, she also wanted a dog. And I said, well, <clears throat> seek out examples. Who do you know who's able to travel and have a successful business and have a thriving relationship and have, um, and have a dog and have, uh, a clean home. Like, who do you know? And yeah. she started seeking out examples. But the problem is, is that so often we don't seek out those other examples of people who actually are doing the thing that is what it is that we want to be doing. Mm -hmm. Because we see, we, we can get very caught up in our, in our world of this is, you know, it can get very insular of like, oh, well, this is how my mom did it. So this is how I should do it. Not necessarily true. Like yeah. that may be, your path may be very different, but looking at who is giving you information, who is giving you support, who is giving you um, advice. And are, is that advice coming from somebody who is, who is doing what it is that you want to be doing? Right. Like I love my family very much, but they are not for the most part doing what I want to be doing with my life. And so when mm -hmm. they give me advice, I know it's coming from a wonderful place of heart and soul and from their perception, but it's, it's not advice that I normally take given the fact that we just have different values. And I, and I normally take advice from people who are doing the things that, that I want to be doing mm -hmm. um, and who are, who are living their lives in a way that I want to be living in. And, and when I do that, then that, that is priming you to model that life yeah. rather than modeling the life of somebody that you don't want. Cause that's, that's what gets so many people in trouble is they listen to the advice of somebody that is not, living the life that they want to live. And I'm not mm -hmm. saying that that like, like, cause I've coached people who make far more money than I do currently. Um, but at the same time they were out of purpose. Yeah. So they may not have had alignment with their purpose, or they may not have had clarity on their purpose. And for me, I'm like a hundred percent purpose. Like mm -hmm. I am yeah. like <laughs> all in on getting people aligned with their purpose and, and like clearing out the past trauma and crap that keeps you stuck and, and the negative emotions that keep you, keep you stuck and in overwhelm and moving forward into that place of aligned action. Like, yeah. and so, yeah, they were, they were making more money than I was, but at the same time, they weren't doing it in a way that fully aligned with their soul. And then through working with me, they were able to find that purpose, that alignment, that growth so that the money then, just was extra gravy because you can always like you can always make more money right. but is are you making more money and enjoying your life like yeah that's that's really the thing it's like i i don't do well just making money to just make money 
Like yeah. I, that's, that's not my jam. Like I do well focusing on, on service and, and living the vision and, that I dream of and, and doing what it is that it, that, that can grow and expand me. Um, yeah. And living in alignment with that purpose and transforming people's stories. So with in mind, now, um, going back to the beginning of, of Crown Yourself, when you, dis- when you made the decision of this is, the, this is the name of the business, this is what it's going to be, this is, um, this is where I will be moving forward. Having those first couple of clients, what was the process like? Not naming names or anything like that, but you know, just um, what was what was the experience getting those first people to believe in you as their coach? What was that sort of experience like? Well, to be clear, the first year and a half wasn't me putting out offers to get clients, so right. that wasn't. That was me uh, dabbling in what I call productive procrastination, where you're doing all the things that make you look busy, um, Mm -hmm. but not actually doing things that move you and your business forward. And so, you know, designing logos, making Mm -hmm. pretty websites, doing all that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Then when I got serious, after I got certified in NLP, timeline therapy and hypnosis, I... um, I started just making offers. I just, I just made a commitment to myself to to just start making offers. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I started putting myself out there. And for me, I found that with sales, I'm what trips most coaches up is that they believe that they're selling themselves. And it tripped Mm -hmm. me up for a while too, because coming from a Hollywood background and like back when I was younger, like wanting to be an actor, like the belief that you're selling yourself and that you are the brand and that you are the product. You're not the product, right? Like you're not the product. You're the vessel that's delivering the process. Mm -hmm. So you're not, you're not the actual thing. You're delivering a process and you sell that process. People are buying into the process of what they believe you can do for them and getting them from where they want to be to where, from where they are now to where they want to be. Right. Like they're buying into that process. And so my first clients were from referrals and from um, my fit, my Pilates studio business and from gig sites um, of Ah. just putting out offers on like Thumbtack and Bark and the sites, like, I wouldn't recommend that now mm-hmm. um, because you, you get a lot of price shoppers for, for that. So, I mean, I was, I was saying back then, like my rates were 200 in an hour. Now they're much more um, and I don't do by the hour, but back then I was saying that that's what it was. And I was competing with people that were like $25 an hour. So oh, wow. you're going to get a lot of price shoppers and people going, oh, I'll, you know, I'll take the $25 an hour advice versus the $200 an hour like process that's going to move me forward. So it, it, there's just a difference. And, but yeah. I did find, I did find one client through, um, I think it was Thumbtack. And then the other ones were from referrals and from my, my Pilates business. Mm-hmm. And so people buy from people that they, that they know, like, and trust. And so how do you build that know, like, and trust factor? And so that's why referrals are great. Um, because there's already that no like and trust factor from the person that you're that is referring you. And then my Pilates uh, clients were great because they'd already trusted me with their dollar and trusted me with their bodies. So 
trusting me with their minds was a little bit um, easier. And then yeah. when I would do the the like the pitches on gig sites, um, I would just do an initial call and chat with people for 20 minutes. And then I would give them what I had to offer and, and they would either buy or not buy. And mm. I found that process to be okay. Um, yeah. I wasn't fully in love with that process, but um, I did get a client out of it, which was great <laughs> from Absolutely. us. So it, it, you know, there was an ROI on the money that you put into gig sites. Um, mm -hmm. But that, and, and that was really all I needed. Like all mm -hmm. I needed was one client. And I just, I wanted one client who didn't know me yeah. to be able, like who didn't know me from some other thing. I wanted one new person. Yeah. And when I got that one new person, I had the certainty and trust within myself that I could do it again. Mm. And so I get the question a lot, like, when should I leave my day job and do the thing that I love? And yeah. I, I always say the same answer. When you have enough certainty and trust with yourself that you mm -hmm. can have a thriving business. For me, yeah. I didn't need many clients to prove that. I like I literally had one and I chose to, chose to quit my job. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> teaching teaching Pilates on the side. Cause like yeah. here's how much I didn't believe in myself, George. I came back from my honeymoon. I had the idea for Crown Yourself. I still had had my fitness uh my private Pilates studio that I'd maintained and just had some clients on and off while I was running my e-commerce company. Mm -hmm. Um and I didn't believe in myself as, as so much as a business owner that I didn't even believe in my own Pilates business that I'd had for years wow. um, that I took a side job teaching Pilates at a chiropractic studio for less than I was paid when I first started getting first started teaching Pilates like eight years prior. Oh, um, that's, that's how low my doubt was. That's how low my belief was in myself. It was yeah. pretty darn like rock bottom. So self-worth, so self-worth definitely plays into this because like oh, you said huge. before, you were, you were, you were, um, you were advertising yourself on sites like Thumbtack and for say like, you know, voiceover artists like myself or, you know, like audiobook narrators, they're putting themselves up on Fiverr. And so that, in itself is it shows really just kind of like what you feel like your advice, what your contribution is worth. So people that are just saying like, you know, 25, you know, $25 an hour, that, that should trigger something with people that are looking for advice to change their lives. Do you yep. really want to go with someone that's going to charge 25 bucks an hour or yep. Or do you feel like this is something that's worth the investment, which is how you have priced yourself? You have said that, you know, that this, the kind of advice I have, you know, that would, that would prompt people to take a look and see like they're offering this much, well, they better deliver. And hopefully they go ahead and invest, invest in you. So. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is with pricing, like I, I've raised my price, I raised my prices two times in 2020. Um, yeah. I raised my prices high and then I doubled it. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and it was because my clients were getting such great results. I knew that the process that I was putting people through was producing enough results where they were getting their money. They were making their money back in monthly uh, yeah. within three months. So I was like, 
I, I guess I could raise my prices again. Mm-hmm. But it was because the process was proven to produce the results. Yeah. And so when you can be confident enough with your pricing that you produce extraordinary results, you're not going to be putting yourself out there for $5. I mean, when I first started coaching before I got, before I got serious and found out I was pregnant, um, mm-hmm. I was doing coaching in my car for a hundred dollars for a month for four sessions. So that's very, yeah. basically breaks down to $25 an hour. Um, mm. and it was scattered. It was, it looked like I was doing it out of my car. I was really in this, I was in a mindset where, I thought I had to on like my mentor, Brendan Bouchard says, honor the struggle. And I respect Mm -hmm. that he says that. I think that with some people, it can be misconstrued to like revel in the struggle. And so I made the struggle even more challenging than it really needed to be. Um, (laughs) Where had I just stripped away my own BS excuses, I would have been able to say, okay, well, why don't I just look, do a little bit of research as to what, you know, coaches out there are generally charging and how can I charge a higher ticket price instead of just doing these like hundred dollars an hour or a hundred dollars a month, uh, coaching. But that was because I didn't believe in myself and I didn't have that belief and having that belief in yourself is so crucial because no one else is going to have it for you. And so that's why you're, finding something that is the deeper why. So what, like for me, I have told countless, I have told countless <laughs> clients to get pregnant, <laughs> like <laughs> jokingly, but yeah. if they're struggling with their why and they're still stuck and we're on like session six, I'm like, girl, time to have a baby. Cause it's mm-hmm. time for you to put a little bit of extra pressure on your plate that actually moves the needle farther so that yeah. you actually get get the results so that there is a deeper why as to why you need to succeed. Otherwise, mm-hmm. like, cause some people can be very, very comfortable with their own struggle. Like yeah. we are as humans, we are beautiful, adaptive creatures. We, that is our skill set is to be able to adapt. Mm-hmm. So this is the same reason why women who are in domestic violence situations stay in for, for many reasons in, in a domestic violence situation because they're familiar with it. This is why the cycles, cycles of abuse perpetuate and cycles of addiction perpetuate because we're familiar with it. So it's our, like to, to break the cycle, we have to get uncomfortable with what we are familiar with. The Mm -hmm. same is true with even without those, those extreme examples, but the familiar example of you go to high school, you go to college, you graduate from college, maybe you go to master's and then you get a really good job. That's a that's a societal programming that we're familiar with, but is it ultimately going to be successful for you? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But it's your job to question that familiarity, question yeah question what is what is radically uncomfortable for you for mm-hmm. me be like when I first got into my relationship with Spike um the first six months like I was so nervous because mm-hmm. I was like I'd never had somebody fully accept me for all of me and I I had made a promise to literally two hours before I manifested my husband like I was praying, I was praying to God. I was saying, I, I was driving to this networking event and I remember just 
being at the stoplight before I got onto the freeway. And I said, you know what, God, I said, I am so done with being, with being a chameleon for everyone. Cause I was very skilled, yeah. especially in relationships with adapting myself to be that type of person that I thought the other person would love mm-hmm. rather than actually being all of me and bringing yeah. all my ambitions, all my authenticity, all my sparkle, all my joy, all my weird quirks, all my, all of my, all of me into mm-hmm. the relationship. And I would hide and shroud and, and, uh, cover certain parts of myself, which if ultimately would always make me feel inauthentic. Mm-hmm. And I said, God, all I want, I said, all I want is to just be 100% authentic and honest. Yes. And I want to travel. And then mm-hmm. two hours later, this guy saunters up to me at a networking event. And he says, hi, my name is Spike. And I said, hi, my name is Kim. He said, Kim, I got one question for you. And I said, what's that? And he said, are you single? <laughs> and I had to be honest because at the time, because I had made that commitment, I had literally prayed that prayer. And I remembered that commitment. Again, it goes back to those, those remembrances of those commitments, those like deep seated commitments that you make with, with your higher power Yeah. that when you, when you make that commitment, it's like, oh, there's no going back. So I remember like, the old me would have been like, yeah, I kind of am versus the new me was actually I'm in and it's complicated because I was currently in a relationship with somebody. It just wasn't going very well. Mm-hmm. And he said, great. At least I'm not barking up the wrong tree. Let's grab a drink. <laughs> so we, <laughs> we, His confidence made me swoon. And we ended up talking the whole night. And at the end of the night, my par- car got locked in a parking garage and he ended up driving me home like a perfect gentleman. And then asked mm-hmm. me out the, the, told him, told, he told me he wanted to cook for me the following week. And so wow. the day before our date, I said adieu to the man I was seeing and, mm-hmm. and then went off and, and had an, the most amazing first date with a man who did all the cooking for me. And that story you can get in his book, Food Game, A Man's Ultimate Recipe for Dating Success, available on Amazon. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Nothing wrong with an extra plug there. <laughs> plug, plug in the hubs, plug in the hubs, because he knows what he's Absolutely. talking about, because he got me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> And, and a voiceover artist as well. So he's definitely yeah. somebody I should have on the show. Um, oh yeah, please. He would, he, you guys would have a fantastic conversation, personal, personal growth and, and voiceover. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like I'm, I'm a sucker for personal growth as well. Like that's something that I've always seemed to gravitate towards. And it's definitely, I definitely have to credit my mother with this because somewhere in her attic is her set of the personal power tapes. Um, that's like, I think it's like, 12 tapes or something like that or you know 12 like you know two tape sets whatever they are but they i just remember seeing that big like you know this big package that she had and that's always been something that i've really kind of gravitated towards and that's something that i feel like it transcends any sort of gender because there are so many of them that you know that cater to um that cater to you know women women's empowerment yeah women's (laughs) empowerment yeah but Everything that's that's being that's being said, like that transcends the genders. That's something that a lot of guys would really do well to hear as well, which is what which is a huge reason as to why I gravitated toward you and crown yourself, Um, because as soon as I started like learning more about you and everything, I was really taken with your with your own Excelsior journey and how you've been able to touch so many people and then learning about 
the the program crown yourself and I wanted in, you know, like I wanted to, you know, get, get involved. I wanted to hear more about it. And you were the first person that I contacted when I said, I'm applying to be a TEDx speaker because I knew you would get it. I knew you would yep. get that, you know, that sort of, that sort of rush of and taking it's totally that happening kind of leap. For you. I hope, you know, like, I mean, it's, you know, it, um, I did get some, I did get some feedback from a TEDx organizer over in Kansas city um, and as fate would have it, if um, if I did get accepted into that particular TEDx speak, um, to, um, if I did get accepted into that particular TEDx event, it would have been during a really rough time over here with the family, and also would have been um, at a time when COVID was just starting to ramp up. So um, this was definitely the universe looking out for me and saying, "Not yet, but yep, don't stop, keep." investing in this, keep pushing forward with it. Because if you do that, then it'll happen. Yeah. And I totally believe in my heart that you are, you are going to be on a TEDx stage and, and you and wow. I have a very similar TEDx visions. Yes. And, and I do believe, I do believe that if you have that desire in your heart and it is stirring in your soul and mm -hmm. you have had that desire, then, yeah. th then it's a, it's a hundred percent aligned to go for it. Yeah. And we can be our biggest, our biggest bottlenecks to, to our dreams by just mm -hmm. cutting off and saying, oh, well, it didn't happen. No, no, no. It yeah. didn't happen yet. That's like my favorite right. word that you said. Like mm -hmm. it didn't happen yet. Keep going. Yeah. Like I, I ha am of the belief that if you give me enough time and enough yeah. tools and enough resources that I will acquire over that period of time. Mm -hmm. I will figure it out. Yeah. Like you can figure anything out. Like mm -hmm. I, and, and I learned this, like I, this point was really drilled home by my, the greatest coach on, on the planet, my child. So, <laughs> cause our children <laughs> are, are just our little mirrors. And I was watching him yeah. learn how to walk and mm. when, you know, when they're going through that, that phase, they're, they're, they're unsure of themselves they're unsteady on their feet and and i mean how like how often can we just attribute that to like certain moments in our life as adults like we're we're unsure of ourselves we're unsteady on our feet we're heading into new territory we're not we we know we want to be able to do this thing that we're seeing everybody else be able to do but mm -hmm. we don't know if we're going to achieve it and this yeah. is why surrounding yourself with the community is so essential of people that are walking and doing as you want to be doing because yeah they make it seem normal. No kid is doubting if they're going to walk. They, right. they see everyone else around them properly walking on two feet. And for the most part, I mean, obviously if there are disabilities yeah. in the family, like there's, there's exceptions, but for the most part, they yeah. see everybody else walking into the supermarket, walking to the store, walking to parks, walking at school, like people are on their two feet walking. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so kids aren't doubting themselves if they're going to be able to walk. They right. are just constantly falling and getting back up. Mm -hmm. But as adults, we, we forget to surround ourselves with people who are doing the things that we want to be doing. 
Mm-hmm. And so listening to podcasts, getting in touch with, with coaches, getting involved in communities, surrounding yourself with, with people in communities that are doing the things that you want to be doing is so essential to your success because they make it seem normal. Yeah. I have a policy that whenever I see somebody achieve something that I want to achieve um, or do something that I want to do every time. I look Mm -hmm. at them, I celebrate them, I hold that moment and that space, and I say, I can do that too. I can do that too. And even if it's something that I've already achieved, I'll still sometimes do that because it's reminding myself. And so often we're training our failures and, and and our messes and our mistakes into our brain and programming that more than we're training our successes. Absolutely. And we have this with this beautiful thing in our brain called the reticular activating system that when we train it to recognize what it is that we want, it'll it'll pick that up. Mm-hmm. So the more you celebrate the successes, the more your brain is going to recognize when you've had a success. The yeah. more you you celebrate going for an achievement, the more fulfilled you will be when you actually achieve the thing. Yeah. I've seen so many people and coach so many people who have achieved many, many things, huge things in their life, massive $100,000 months, um, you know, ch- their businesses have changed countries, they've launched productions, and yet they still do not believe in themselves. Why? Because they have not trained in the incremental successes into their brain. They have Mm. not spent the time celebrating and actually training their brain to recognize when they have a success. So they may achieve that, you know, $50,000 month or $100,000 month, and they they still feel like it's not good enough. Why? Because they're still operating by some old BS programming from you know, years ago of saying, oh, this isn't enough. This, I don't know if this is going to be enough to feed my family. Like I had one client who was making $50,000 a month in her business. And she's like, I don't know if I'm going to have enough money this month. And I was like, wait, girl, what? Like, <laughs> like what? Like, like, I know you have a small team and like, yeah, like let's, let, let's assess where cost is going then into expenses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so when we really looked at it, she was like, oh, I, I guess. And, and she, she recognized that she was living by this programming that, you know, when she started her business and was only making $5,000 a month, yeah, she would, it, things were a little tighter, but mm-hmm. she's still operating from that old, old belief system and that old programming of, of things being, you know, 5,000, like uh, of things being scarce. And yeah. I said, you know, do you think that the, the version of you from, 10 years ago, who was making five grand a month would probably like slap you right now for complaining mm-hmm. about like 50,000 not being enough. Like, right. <laughs> let's check yourself for a second and have a reality check. Mm-hmm. And so she started to celebrate herself more and man, things changed fast for her. Yeah. It's, but we have to train and, and train our celebrations and our progress as much as we're training and celebrating our achievements. Because when you actually achieve the thing, when you actually do the thing and, and achieve the thing, it's, it's a moment. It's, yeah, it really it's is. a moment. It's like, it's like receiving an award. It's a mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. Versus the moments every day that you're putting in doing the work, thanking yourself for, for getting up, thanking yourself for doing the podcast. Thank you. Thanking yourself for closing that one sale today. Yeah. Like that 
that's the momentum that will build the fulfillment so that when you hit that goal financial or otherwise, you're like, oh yes, like mm-hmm. now I, yeah, like this is, this feels aligned and now what's next? Right. Yeah. I, I totally get that too, because there is, um, there is a, there's a Facebook group that's a, um, it's a voiceover group that I'm involved in on Facebook. And there was one guy who posted something that said, was talking about how, how down he was because auditions were drying up and he didn't feel like everything was, everything was going his way. And then he felt one of the first things that he said was like, I feel like my voiceover dream is dying. And I said to him, I, I posted, you know, like right down at the bottom of a, of a whole long list of comments from other people, just as a little reminder comments of like sympathy of like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, there was, there was a mix of like sympathy. And then from some of the more celebrated um, professionals, there was a, a good amount of tough love in there as well. Cool. Good. Um, so it was a good mix. It was a good, a good mix of, you know, kind of like lifting them up, but also just kind of like giving them just like a gentle tap, you know, just yeah. a, yeah. Um, gentle you know, little not, nudge. not yeah. smacking them across the face or anything, but just giving them just like a little bit of a nudge just saying like, you know, you got to remember that this is a business. And you got to remember, you know, like what it what it takes to stay afloat in this business. And at the very bottom, like I just posted just a quick little thing. I just said, nothing kills a dream more than the dreamer. Because I love that quote, George. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah I love that. Like that's a that's that's a writer downer, everyone. That is a writer downer. <laughs> I I've heard different different takes on it, different, you know, renditions of it. But it, I just felt like that's what just kind of spilled out of me at that moment. Just nothing kills a dream more than the dreamer, because that is, that's what, that's what this is all about. You know, this is all about committing to what it is that you are and celebrating who you are and not stepping away from the spotlight. Because like there was uh there was an episode of this show that I did that I, I believe I sent over to you. Uh, it was one that I did back in 2019 called A Call to Action. And it was basically yep, me yep, just saying- That was saying, really good. Thank you. And that was that was a, a fact of me just not having a guest that week and having to say something. And I just went on there for about 10 minutes. Um, I wrote it down. Normally I don't write down what I'm saying on the show. I think I just kind of like let things you know flow a little bit more. Um, but in this case, I needed to write this this little manifesto down and say exactly what it is that I needed everyone to do. And that's to not shrink away from from who they are, not step away from the spotlight as soon as it's on them. Because when it's on them, you're stepping out into the spotlight. If you're an artistic person, you're saying what I have here matters. And as soon as you step back from that spotlight, you're saying I matter, but not really. So yep. that's, that's, a, that's what, you know, that's a, a, that was a big factor that in that really kind of gravitated me toward crown yourself. Now, in addition to everything that you've done with crown yourself, you've also got a podcast. Tell us a little I bit. Do. about that. Yeah. The princess and the bee. Um, another example of how doubt can have a chokehold on you. Cause I had the idea for the princess and the bee back in 2017. And I thought, Oh no, it's another thing with the princess. I'm like, I didn't, even back then, even as mm-hmm. my business was starting to prove, prove that it was getting proof of concept, um, even then I still doubted myself. So mm-hmm. like, we still have doubts along the way. The choice is like to learn how much we actually listen to them. But I listened to that doubt for a couple of years. And then last year, uh, I in 2019, I just was like, um, not last year, but yeah, 2019, I just was like, 
yeah, no more of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and I got involved with, with three people into a podcast mastermind. So mm -hmm. I sur I surrounded myself with a community that was doing podcasting successfully, regularly, and, and were bringing on rockstar guests. So I was like, cool. So I, I already got hit one of my points that I tell all my clients of like, surround yourself with people who are doing what it is that you want to be doing. Mm -hmm. So I did that. I just started the process and I started yeah. the process of putting the, the princess and the bee out there. And what the princess and the bee is, is we talk on boys and babies and bodies and bank accounts and, and business and, and all the things that start with the B belief systems, your boldness, but it's all the things that you're working on to become the queen of your life. So mm -hmm. yes, it is much more female centric, but, um, it's the, it's what it takes to become the sovereign, to become the ruler of your life, to become the servant leader of your empire, to be, mm -hmm. to be able to build that empire and what it takes, what you have to grow into. It's, it's like what I think of as the conditioning for a queen of yeah. like with, uh, what I said earlier is that a queen is not, is not, uh, questioning whether it's her destiny to, you know, rule a country. Yeah. Yet so often we have these dreams and these beliefs, the, these things that we want to accomplish and achieve, yet we question if they're actually ours. And mm -hmm. we question if we deserve them. And we question if we're worthy of this dream. Well, yeah. you become worthy. Like a queen, when she's first born, she is worthy. And this is the beautiful universal paradox is she mm -hmm. is worthy. And she also has to do acts of worth to earn her own worth. So yeah. it's a paradox. You are already worthy of your dream. You do already deserve your dream. You are already enough for your dream. If it hasn't manifested, then there is some part of you that it, you need to grow into the mm -hmm. becoming of who it is that that is the person that is standing on that stage or that is the person that is, you know, the, you know, seven times New York times bestselling author, or that is, you know, the, the, the person with millions of followers, there is something that you still need to become. And so it is the process of becoming that, that leader that, yeah. that we all sometimes are searching externally for where instead, how do we lead our own lives? How do, how do we, how do we look inward and ask, ask God, ask the universe and, and trust in that faith that these dreams were not put in, in us by accident. This mm -hmm. purpose was not put in us by accident, nor were we created at this time in this moment by accident. Like yeah. we are here, each one of us for a purpose. And like, no matter, I had the most beautiful breakthrough. I was doing a, a, a breathwork session. Um, I was receiving one. Mm -hmm. from my trainers is that's one of the modalities that I'm now getting certified in is uh, breath work and trauma release using some uh, somatic psychology. And so I was, I was receiving this session and this, this beautiful breakthrough of being wanted. And no matter what you can, um, no matter what you perceive, you know, what, if your parents, if, you know, I, I've dealt with a lot of people who have had the feel feelings or fears or beliefs that they, that their parents didn't want them or that they weren't wanted as a child. But here's the beautiful thing is that you're still here. So that mm -hmm. means that you are wanted. Like the yeah. universe wants you here for a reason to fulfill right. a purpose 
And those dreams that are kind of like tugging at your heart and that you're feeling in your soul that you, you, you may be a little scared to step into that spotlight and step into that greatness. Like Mm -hmm. those are the things that you're here for. So let's go, like, let's do it. And so that's Mm -hmm. what the princess and the bee is really for. It's not just like raw, raw motivation, but it's actually providing strategy is to be able to, how do you overcome those, those doubts? How do you liberate yourself from the prison of fear and, and move into claiming your reign and move into claiming the throne and sitting your throne on the throne and then, and then choosing to serve and lead and, and build your empire and expand it and expand on this mission that was placed in your heart. Like you are here to serve that mission. You are here to serve that purpose. Fabulous. Fabulous. And where can, where can our listeners find the princess and the bee? Where can they find crown yourself? You can go to crownyourself.com. You can find The Princess and the Bee on iTunes, Spotify, and all the places, iHeartRadio as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, crownyourself.com for any and all things. There are, um, especially last year when when COVID first hit, uh, I did a 90-day blog series called 90 Days from Fear to Faith. So if you're wanting to get some strategies to move into a place of, of, uh, faith and vision and operating from that space and definitely go check out crown yourself. And if you are, have loved what you heard and, and are interested in working together, then I would love to see you on a high performance acceleration consult. Um, that is my favorite thing is meeting people one-on-one and then really diving in and getting into the nitty gritty. So I would love to see you on that too, if this really spoke to you today. And make sure to tell, tell Kim that Excelsior journey sent you. So just uh, just throwing yes, that out there. Yes, for sure. Jo- George <laughs> yeah. is a beautiful ambassador of our programs as well. So <laughs> he, is, he is one of our, our many Crown Yourself ambassadors. So be sure to, to, to plug his name so that we can celebrate him appropriately. Yes, yes, please do. And uh, what, parting, what parting words do you have to say for our audience to start off 2021 right? To start off 2021. Take a deep breath. The past is the past. And action only happens in the present moment. You can choose a new path. You can choose a new story. You can choose a new way. You can choose a new direction right now. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just kind of also to tag onto that, what you had said before is what really I hope that all of you really, really take to heart. Not only everything that Kim has said before, not only what Kim has just said, but also the main thing that she said was you are worthy now. So you can make your dreams come true. So use 2021 to make them happen and manifest them into reality because this is your time, my friends. All right. Thank you so much, Kimberly, for coming on the show. I really, really appreciate it. I had such a great time talking with her. And before we go, as promised, here are some creative New Year's resolutions. First, I'm going to go ahead and and give you mine real quick. Mine is very simple. It's to use the tools that I have at my disposal. Um, That includes everything, work, the podcast, my writing. There are a lot of resources that I have that I just have not used to its fullest potential. So that is my New Year's resolution, is to use 
all the tools that I have to do the very best work that I can do. This really you know, applies a lot to this podcast because I want to make sure that I'm giving the best possible quality show out to all of you. So again, please go ahead and send in your resolutions to george at he's got it.com and they will be played on the air. So without further ado, here are our resolutions for this week. Hi, I'm Kelly Kane from Austin, Texas. I have set quite a few goals for myself for this year. Most of them centered around writing. Number one is um, a new series I'm starting this month. Number two, and most important for me, is a successful launch of my series, The Everhart Brothers of Texas. And the first book is coming out in June in Acquired Taste. This is John Kevin Allen. My New Year's creative resolution is to break out of my introversion and get more active in the writing community. I can be a pretty private person, so it will be good to practice playing well with others. The other resolution I have is to begin work on a book about my Italian grandparents' miraculous reunion during World War II. The working title is Aspet, a story of love, war, and waiting. It's a fantastic story, and I want to share it. Happy New Year. Hi, George. My name is Beth Von Baron. I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. My goal or my resolution for the year is to finish the novel I started writing during NaNoWriMo. I have about uh, 50,000 words written. It's called The Askerts Cafe. It's about a woman trying to start a business in the middle of the pandemic. Anyway, Happy New Year to you. I look forward to hearing your podcast. I hope everyone is doing well. Thanks. It is 2021 now. 2020 definitely brings a new definition to the phrase 2020 hindsight. The past is behind us. The future is ahead. 2021 is ahead. And I see nothing but amazing things for all of you in the future. So for Kim Spencer and Crown Yourself, this is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. And I will see you next week. Happy New Year.